Hey there, it's Pat Miller, the Idea Coach, host of the Pat Miller Show. This show is for small business owners so they can make their business dreams come true. Our slogan is Don't Grow It Alone. And what you're going to hear is a broadcast of our show that's carried in 25 cities around the country. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. Hope you love it. All right, let's go. America's small business conversation is on the air. It's the Pat Miller Show. One hour exclusively for entrepreneurs to work on your business, not in it. It's time to solve problems, capture opportunities, and celebrate your wins. Powered by the Idea Collective small business community. This is the Pat Miller Show. Now your host, Pat Miller, the Idea Coach. Welcome to the Pat Miller Show, America's small business conversation. I'm your host, Pat Miller, the Idea Coach. And on this show, I'm standing up for you, the small business owner that's trying to make your dream come true. We talk about everything from ideas, to marketing, to sales, to management, to money. We cover it all. And we do it because it's not being covered anyplace else. You flip on the news, you search through the web, you hear all about the Fortune 500 companies, you hear all about the FANG companies, and all about all the digital companies. You don't hear squat about the local businesses, the small businesses, the dreams that you and I are trying to make come true. So on this program, I'm concerned about you and what it takes for you to build your small business dream. On today's show, we have an intoxicating conversation about taxes. Boring. Hold on. Before you flip the station, it's not boring because we have a really great coach that's going to teach us about what we need to do between now and the end of the year with our finances. And let's reposition it a little bit. Hey, coming up, we're going to talk about taxes. Boring. Hey, coming up, I'm going to pay you several thousand dollars to listen. Now you have my attention. The activities and the behaviors that you exhibit between now and the end of the year could result in thousands of dollars in tax savings. So if you like money, and I know you do, stay tuned to this episode. We're also going to have a little breeze through the American economy, and we're going to talk about how important it is that you and I succeed. Because small business really is the backbone of the economy, and if we don't make it, well, pretty much the whole country is, you know, not in a good way. So we'll talk about that coming up on the show as well. We'll start today with something a billionaire told me. Yes, a billionaire. At the Idea Collective Small Business Conference, we interviewed two, I think they're billionaires. I don't know that exactly, but I'm pretty sure. CNBC's The Prophet, Marcus Lemonis, was our keynote speaker at the Idea Collective Small Business Conference. And we talked with Craig Culver, the founder of Culver's Fast Food Restaurants. Both of them were at the conference, and I asked them both the same question, and they gave me the same answer. So when two wealthy, accomplished, influential people both say the same thing, we should probably pay attention to that. Here was the question. Craig, Marcus, what is your biggest concern 
for small business owners right now. And they both said the same thing. Access to capital, money, your finances. They were very clear about it. Now, if you're Culver's Restaurants and you go borrow $100 million, the interest rates, well, that would really affect you. If you're you and me and we've got a little bit too much money on the credit card, well, interest rates still affect us. Have you seen your credit card interest rate lately? Don't look if you don't know. So let's dive into their advice. Access to capital and do you have the cash in the bank to do what you need to do. When it comes to capital for a small business owner, there's really three, maybe four, but three main ways to get it. One is your personal savings and the money that you bring to the business. Two would be a loan. You go to the bank and you get a loan or you get a line of credit from the bank. And three would be investors, people who give you money for equity in your business. And the fourth, well, the fourth would be credit cards. I mean, they're there. They're kind of loans, right? But those are the ways that we can have money inside the business to start. Personal savings, loans, investors, or credit cards, even though that's not recommended. Why do we need capital in the business? Well, when you have capital in the business, you've got options. And you can take risks to grow. It's kind of like fuel for your car. If you've got money in the bank, no matter how it got there, you've got the chance to make decisions to try and grow the business. But here's the problem. you got to spend it the right way. And even independent from spending it the right way, you've got to get it in the right way. So if you're sitting there today... And the biggest opportunity and risk to small business owners right now is access to capital. Do you have access to capital? Let's go back through the four things. Do you have personal savings or money that you could bring into the business just because you feel like it? Not everybody does. I certainly don't. Do you have the opportunity to go get a loan? The SBA is standing by and the SBA lenders in all of your local banks What about investors? Would people give you money for a piece of the business? That might not be an option for you right now if you're not kicking off a bunch of profit or you're not showing explosive growth. And credit cards are always there. But 23% interest on your credit card right now? That's what mine is. I mean, that is not a strategy to fund your business. So we have to think about what are you doing to affect that cash flow and what are you doing to get money in the business when you need it? So you can go get a loan, but there's also a grant opportunity out there. You can look around for grants and there are more grants running around for small businesses now than you would maybe realize. You need to look up for small business grants. There are entire communities out there right now that are willing to give you $1,000, $5,000, or $10,000 if you can articulate your goal and your impact, especially if you have any kind of community tie-in. As far as loans are concerned, the best time to talk to a banker is when you don't need one. If you can develop a relationship with a credit union or a local bank, That way you can learn 
you know, what it would take, maybe do some of the advanced paperwork. And then when you need the money, you can turn key and either get a loan or a line of credit to keep everything moving forward. Another idea that has been suggested is crowdfunding. Crowdfunding. Having people who love your business get a chance to invest in a piece of it. Have a chance to feel like they're owning the next run of product and they're buying it in advance. It's thinking about turning your customers into kind of your lenders in a way. The other thing to think about is how can you get money straight away if you need it in your business? Well, you could sell subscriptions. Monthly recurring revenue is really great. If you create a product, could you sell it to them on a recurring basis? So that way they're buying like a gym membership, but they're buying your product in a repeatable fashion. You could also pre-sell into an annual contract if it's a service that you're providing. All of these strategies go into the bigger picture that Craig and Marcus were sharing with us. If you run out of money as a small business owner, it's game over. There isn't an IPO coming for any of us. And you can only borrow so much money before you can't dig your way out of a hole. Finding a way to find money, keeping the lights on, and managing the business so you can not only pay yourself, but also service the debt that you have, it's absolutely critical right now. And you got to have strategies in place because, like I say, interest rates are going up and up. Right now, they kind of plateaued a little bit, but could they go up even further? Of course they could. And what would happen if you owed a bunch of money on variable rates like credit cards? It's not a good place to be. So when smart people like Craig and Marcus tell me, hey, you need to be paying attention to the money in your business and how to get access to capital, I thought that was something I had to bring to the show. It's something we have to be aware of. So think about that this weekend as you reflect on your business. We're going to stay in the money lane, but change gears a little bit. We're going to bring on the show Milwaukee small business coach Brent Helfwassen, and we're going to talk about taxes and the activity we need to take between now and the end of the year in order to get our financial house ready to close the year. There's some things you got to do to get yourself ready, and we'll have Brent on the show in just a minute to fill us in. Thanks for tuning in. You found America's Small Business Conversation. This is The Pat Miller Show. America's Small Business Conversation continues next on The Pat Miller Show. You're an expert in your own field, so why not get paid for it? Hey there, it's Wendy Babcock. My VIP paid speaker program is just the ticket you need to convert your knowledge into real income. No matter what size group you're speaking to, or if you don't have any products, books, or programs to sell, even if you're not a celebrity or a household name, from crafting your talk to finding and booking paid speaking gigs, get it all with Wendy's VIP paid speaker program. Keynote speakers can make anywhere from 2500 to 7500 bucks a talk. Together, we'll not only amp up your speaking game, you'll discover the ins and outs of finding and booking those lucrative gigs and get paid every time you step on stage. Right now, get 90 days of full access to the Paid Speaker Vault and a direct line to Wendy, plus a bonus, an immersive three-hour VIP day with Wendy to create your online profiles that event hosts simply can't resist. Don't wait. Sign up now at VIPPaidSpeaker.com. VIPPaidSpeaker.com. 
Now, America's small business conversation continues on The Pat Miller Show. Welcome back to The Pat Miller Show, America's small business conversation. And all you got to do is look at the calendar to know that, hey, we are almost out of runway for 2023. And there is an art and a strategy to ending the year correctly and starting 2024 on the right foot. So I thought on today's show, we will have a conversation on both of those issues. How do we end the year and how do we kick off 24 with a plan? We've got a great guest to teach us how to do that. Brent Halfwassen, Milwaukee small business coach, is back on the program. Brent, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. How are you doing today? Pat, it's always an honor. I'm doing really well and uh, happy to be here at the beginning of November and provide some guidance to your listeners. We do need that guidance because 2023 is almost out of time. And you have three big things that we should think about for year end. Where would you like to begin? Well, here's the here's the first piece. Uh, we Our brains, we've been conditioned because you get to buy calendars every year. Our brains work on a calendar year and the holiday cycles and all that type of stuff. But our business cycles often don't. So I happen to think this is one of the best times to start reflecting on what's working well, what are our successes, and what are our opportunities for improvement. I don't really look at them as failures. Failures are great learning opportunities to do stuff different, and that's how we need to look at them. What are the opportunities to improve? So, for instance, if you are having, uh, what happens for a lot of people is that they find out that they're being successful in places that they didn't expect or in ways or mechanisms they didn't. Maybe there was a networking group that they joined just to kind of get support and, and help them grow technically. And all of a sudden they got all these people who are showing up and saying, you know, I really like your thing. I, do you think we can figure out how to, you know, I can buy your services or buy your product. Uh, but in our minds, we're sort of rigidly like, no, this is for my support. I go over here to do sales and right. So let's start evaluating what worked, what we could do better, maybe what needs to go. Uh, you can start that now because what happens is our brains start to get really cluttered as we get towards the end of the year with holidays and parties and vacations and travel and Lot, a lot, a lot. And all of a sudden, January 1st is here and you start hearing all this like, let's get going, blah, 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 right? And you start spinning in circles and that can really cause us to tailspin. So I think a real systematic look of, of where you're at. And by the way, you don't have to wait till January 1 to start implementing changes. If you know today that something is working for you or you know today that something is definitely not the place you should spend your time, energy, or money, time, talent, treasure is what to say, Milwaukee Small Business Coach then make the change today. You know, um, we're recording this here at the beginning of November. You know, by Thanksgiving, you can have that, you know, changed and be doing something different. Yeah. Don't wait for January 1. I think it's easy for us to go through the successes and identify what's working. If someone had a few things that didn't go their way this year, but you want to extract the learning lessons, do you have any guidance on a question or two or a way to reflect on things that didn't work so we can get those learning lessons out of the failures or things that didn't go as well as we'd hope? Yeah, that's a great, that's a great idea, Pat. So the first thing I look at is I say, did I have, did I have a specific um, outcome or objective that I was expecting when I was doing these things? A lot of times networking organizations are sort of classic. Oh, I'm going to join this organization because it's going to be great for me period. Well, great for me is a, <laughs> that's sort of, that's pretty, uh, that's pretty vague and it doesn't help me figure yeah. out what do you want to get? So first I would say, did I have a goal? And if I didn't have a goal, if I went back and had a little more specific focus, would that change things? Uh, if I did have a goal, are there some reasons why I wasn't able to do it? Maybe I had the vision of going every month to this monthly event that was absolutely perfect. And it turns out when I looked at my calendar, I went three times. 
So we need to evaluate, is it because the time doesn't work? Is it be, what, like, why didn't we prioritize it? So sometimes it's, it's understanding what is it that we hope to get out of it? Where did we actually achieve? So this is all about measuring what matters. This is another thing that I preach. We get, you won't improve it if you don't measure it. That, that's just, I'm just going to put that out there. will not improve if you don't measure it. There's a, there's a specific power to measuring that just makes things better. Even if you don't think you change, your brain starts changing. When you step on the scale, ideally, when you step on the scale every day, you start thinking more about like, should I eat this chocolate bar? Maybe I should go with for the apple today. So those are the things, those are the type of things I want you to think about. And then sometimes there's just, you know, when you went through the process and you were like, oh, I shouldn't have waited three days for that follow-up. I feel like I lost momentum. Well, you know, and you can refine your own process and say, in the new world, instead of saying, here's my link, please book a time. When I'm right in front of Pat Miller, the idea coach, I'm going to say, Pat, let's pull out your phone right now. Let's schedule that appointment, get it on. I'll send you the invite with the link to go connect. And maybe, and maybe you find ways to improve what you're doing. And that may be the discount. But you, you got to really figure out what's your state, current state, what was your goal, and where are the gaps? And if you get current state goal and gaps, I think you're going to start finding ways to improve. If you're just joining us, we're talking about the year end for 2023. And in a moment, we're going to turn our attention to 2024 and how we can set up the business for success. Our guest is Brent Huffwasson, Milwaukee small business coach. So we talked about evaluating success and things that didn't go so well. The next one is paperwork. And I know that we have to do a bunch of paperwork by the end of the year. I hate paperwork. Talk me through this. What do we need to do by the end of the year? Yeah, so here's what happens. We're working hard. We're doing our thing. We're, we're trying to hit some goals. We have revenue targets we want to get or, or income targets, whatever it is. And we just start getting at this busy time, the busy time where people aren't around. They maybe aren't as responsive. So I want people to look at, are there some invoices you need to do that you haven't gotten out yet? You know, are there some, some pieces of information you need? Maybe you never uh, collected some of those, uh, you know, tax information that you know you're going to need at the beginning of the year when no one's available and everyone's like running on their own thing. Uh, so again, look forward. Like, what are those items that you're going to need in December, January, February? Your accountant's going to ask you for. Your business partner is going to ask for. Your bookkeeper is going to ask for. You know, if your books are not uh, in shape the way you want them to be, asking a bookkeeper in January and February is a really, really poor time. <laughs> To get them to start fixing <laughs> they it up, because like, taxes are due for businesses for uh, if you're if you're a filing entity by, by March fifteenth, and if you're just filing on your personals by the middle of April, and everyone and their grandmother's showing up to get that done. So this is an opportunity to be a little bit uh, in advance to take the stress down, because I don't want you focusing on taxes in February and March. I want you out there crushing it on sales and making a whole ton of money. So those are a few ways I think you can start to pull things forward. Yeah. And when we get that paperwork and all that detail work done, then we can take a proper break for Thanksgiving and the holiday time and shut things down without it hanging over our head. We've got one more thing that you bring up that I think is really interesting. Looking forward, we've only got a minute here, but looking forward and maybe capturing some sales, not just shutting down the year because it's Santa Claus time. That's right. Uh, you may have some opportunities that are out there to be able to, to reallocate work. Can you can you pull some things forward? Is there is there a last minute opportunity in order to do some things that don't need to wait till the first? Because again, we have great ideas and then somehow we put them on an artificial calendar. Well, you, you still got, you know, 45 working days. Well, forget the weekends, but you know what I mean? Till about the middle of December, it's tough to do self after the middle of December, but you've got a month and a half to go to pull some things down. So if you can do that and put a few more dollars in the bank and continue to generate momentum and put some of the earlier topics we talked about in place, that would be great. We're talking with Brent Halfwasson, Milwaukee small business coach, and we're going through what to do in 2023 to end the year with style. 
And now we're going to turn our attention to 2024, because if you're like me, you want 2024 to be huge. And the actions we can take now, between now and the beginning of the year, to ask big questions, start thinking in an out-of-the-box way, and then turn those thoughts into specific action steps so we can be focused and hit the ground running in January, that's what we're talking about next. So stay tuned to The Pat Miller Show. We're going to get you thinking big time and then take those ideas and put them into things we can do to grow the business. By the way, Brent was mentioning that community thing. If you're not a member of the Idea Collective Small Business Community, you need to check it out. Check out smallbusinesscommunity.com. That's smallbusinesscommunity.com. Back with Brent Helfwassen talking about 2024 next on this edition of The Pat Miller Show. America's Small Business Conversation continues next on The Pat Miller Show. Developing your business is a journey, so make sure and bring along a trusted sidekick. As your business grows, Sidekick Accounting will be there. Sidekick Accounting's core services help take the confusion out of bookkeeping, tax preparation, and tax planning. Who's going to keep track of all those pesky receipts and invoices? Well, Sidekick Accounting has things covered as you grow your version of business success. So whether your small business is a side hustle or a conduit to freedom and owning your own business in time, get in touch with a trusted Sidekick, Sidekick Accounting. There are expert advisors waiting to hear from you now. Feel free to call or send a text message to 414-310-7689. That's 414-310-7689. You can find them on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, or visit Sidekick-Accounting.com. Remember, developing your business is a journey, so bring along a trusted Sidekick. Now, America's Small Business Conversation continues on The Pat Miller Show. Welcome back to The Pat Miller Show, America's Small Business Conversation. We're talking with Brent Helfwassen, Milwaukee Small Business Coach. And if you missed our first segment on how to end 2023 the right way, you'll want to catch the podcast, which you can get at patmillershow.com. But we're turning our attention now to 2024. Oh, this glorious land of zillions of dollars and everything will be wonderful and I'm going to lose 50 pounds. I mean, you know how your beginning planning goes. Everything is great until you actually have to do the work. So let's go through how to plan 2024 and have these big ideas turn into results. So Brent, welcome back to the show. How do you coach your clients for 2024 planning? I love that you asked the question that way. I do not coach my clients to plan. I coach them to prepare. I think one of the challenges when we spend a lot of time on planning, we're thinking about writing, we're doing a lot of blue sky stuff, and there's nothing wrong with that. The problem is, you know, they say plans never survive the battlefield. So if we have a plan and all of a sudden, well, I'm expecting to go hit this conference in January and I'm going to crush it and have 27 leads. I'm going to close 10 of those and and we're going to generate $50,000 of revenue. And the conference ends up being a bust. Yeah, are you going to take your plan, rip it up, and then go, go spend another 10 hours doing another plan? So what I coach is preparedness. Because if you're prepared, then you can handle, you can shift, you can be agile uh, to use uh, a mindset that interestingly was adopted in a corporate America. And I think entrepreneurs have always been agile. So uh, side note, I 
kind of preach, we call it the V-Ghost mentality. That's an acronym. It's not another <laughs> Excel function for those who are going to look up and be like, did I miss that one? So it won't work in Excel. <laughs> but here's the V-Ghost. The first one, I want you to start with vision. And just so anyone who works with me knows, my goal is to figure out what are the next three actions you need to take. Because you're prepared, we can just send you out and go take actions. However, we still want to look at vision because we have a tendency as we're going along, we see shiny objects. We need to reestablish who are we and why are we doing this? It is mm -hmm. the best way to get to burnout when we are working outside of, of how we were created to be and what our purpose is. So refocus. What do you want to be? Why did you go into business? What is the outcome you actually want to achieve when you are fully successful? That's, in my opinion, question the vision is answering. Well, and because we eat what we kill and we go through 12 months, we got to do what we got to do to keep the doors open and the lights on. So once a year to sit down and reconnect with the values and the vision, that makes sense. What does the G in ghost stand for? Yeah, then we got to start figuring out goals. Now that I've kind of gotten myself a little bit realigned, and I kind of have an idea of like, mm, I'm not sure that's going to be there. Then we want to figure out high level. These goals are high level. What is it that we want to achieve? So for myself as Milwaukee small business coach, I might set a goal for myself and I may say, I want to be the number one sought after business coach speaker on Milwaukee stages. That may be a goal I put out. You're going to put out several goals for yourself. You can do them either in terms of revenue you want to attain. You can break them into different areas of your business, right? You can set goals out various ways. It should not be 57 goals, people. Five, six, seven, like maybe one per bucket. And that seems like, Brent, why are you aiming so low? Humans don't change very well. So if you set a bazillion goals, then you're going to start feeling bad that you're like, wow, I'm doing three out of 10. What type of score is that at school? So we have our vision. We now have a few goals that we want to achieve. And then the O is for objections Objective. or objectives. objectives yeah. So I got a goal. So I want to be the most sought after speaker. So what are my objectives? My objectives may start to be, I'm going to get on a stage every other month. And so that I'm going to start putting some objectives. I might have multiple objectives. I'm not only going to be a stage every other month. I'm going to make sure my objective is to find groups that have a pattern of getting at least 20 people into their events without me having to market them. Another objective on that one's probably around, I might put an income objective of how what I want to achieve when I do that. And I may want to put an objective around how am I going to turn those speaking opportunities into future conversions? What's my call to action out of that to be able to continue to drive more business? So I'm going to set some objectives out of that, that I, each of those goals that I want to get to. So if we started with, my vision is I want to help small business owners win. My goal would be to grow the community by a thousand people. Yeah. And then my objective would be, I'm going to go out and speak once a month. Am I tracking so far? That's right. Okay. So next would be strategy. So I know that I want to be on a stage once a month, every month, but then the strategy, talk us through that because I get confused between strategy and tactics. Yeah. So uh, that's that's a great question. The stra Ultimately, the strategy is what specifically are we going to do and the tactics are who's going to do it. So here's an example on your going out and speak. So your strategy is I'm going to set up like a Google key search. So if there is a speaking opportunity in the region that I want to reach out to or that you want to reach out to, Pat, you know, online or in person that I get flagged on that. My strategy may be I've got an amazing network of people that I know run an organization and we're going to figure out how to how to contact each one of them three times during the course of the year so that I continue to have conversations as examples going down your line. The tactic is going to be because you don't work alone. You've got some people on your team. You are now you are literally going to assign Pat Miller Monday mornings, 9 a.m. I'm sending out three emails to the top three people on the list. I've got my team that organizes some of my plans. They are going to make sure that we resegregate our uh, mailing list 
to make sure that those people are highlighted and that they're getting their own newsletter. But it's not just they're getting their newsletter. That's a strategy. Who's going to create the newsletter? When are they creating the newsletter? What frequency is it going out? Tactics are very, if it, that's where you start talking about these smart goals, that's when they need to be very specific, measurable, action-oriented, realistic, results-oriented, and time-bound. I've never heard it put that way, that the strategy is what you're going to do and the tactics is necessarily who's going to do it. Like this is how it will be executed. But that makes a ton of sense. I want to talk about budget, which is the final one here in a minute. But before we get there, if you're a solopreneur truly running all by yourself, do you recommend that folks have contractors and VAs on their team? Or how do you recommend folks going to get some help so they can achieve their tactics easier? Yeah, this is, this is a great question. The first piece I would look at is how much time do you actually have? Depending on where you are in your cycle, sometimes we're just starting out and we're not serving as many clients. We actually have a lot more free time. In those scenarios, I don't necessarily encourage people to go out and hire yet because where we get value from delegating is that I can actually do something to usefully redeploy my time. I hire someone for $50 an hour. With that extra hour, I can go out and generate ideally more than $50 worth of income for my business. When we're a lot of times just getting started, we're not there yet. The difference is if you are not capable of executing what it is you need to do, you just don't have the technical skills. You don't have the knowledge. You don't have the connections. And it would take you 10 hours when it will take an expert one. I think you really need to look at it. You do have to be careful, though. I have seen a lot of small businesses. They're working their butts off. They've hit that plateau and they're paying all their contractors. And if they're employees, everyone's doing great. And they've got like 10,000 bucks at the end of the day, even though the revenue line looks nice. So that's one. I think, too, though, once you start to fill up your plate, really, really understand your value. Where is the most valuable place you as the business owner should be and get pretty ruthless about what are those pieces at the bottom that you do not need to be spending your time doing? Entering business cards into the CRM, automating mm -hmm. your email follow ups, like whatever those things are. And they, they can all be different because you may be the greatest writer on earth and your voice needs to be there. Maybe you need to write the email, but you probably don't have to do the automation. You probably don't have to do the organization. But just start with one. It's incrementalism. Find one thing. Don't outsource 10. Find one, right. outsource it, but you have to supervise it. If you don't supervise it, it will fail. We're talking about 2024 planning and Brent Helfwassen's walking us through it. As I look at your V-Ghost here, we're talking about why we want to do it, how we're going to do it, what needs to get done, who's going to do it and when. And then we also have the constraint of cash and budgeting. And that's the last piece of the puzzle. How would you talk someone through their budgeting for 2024? Yeah, I, I, I love this question. Most people, when they think about what are we going to do for planning in the new year? I've already talked about planning versus preparing. Uh, hopefully you can see why I'm preparing you because things are going to shift and change, but we're very tactical now and we can offload one piece. We can reload a new piece and keep going. And we have an impact of the direction of our business. Most people start with budgets. Here's the truth. And this is why I think so many people struggle with numbers. Numbers only tell the story of the actual operations that are going on. That is all numbers do. Numbers, no matter what you're measuring, the dollar sign in front of it or not, it only measures the story of what's actually going on. So we have to create this V-Ghost first because now I know what I'm going to do because I'm going on these speaking circuits or you and I, Pat, are on a similar path, right? We want to get in front of people. We're going to do this outreach and we've assigned these tasks to everyone. Now I'm going to start to put some numbers on it. Every deal I convert is worth $5,000. And when I get a deal and get to speak, 
I get $10,000 worth of other people signing up for whatever, one-on-one programs, the follow-up, the book, all those things. Now you can start, you have specific actions that you can literally put specific numbers. So I like to build revenue from the ground up. Literally tell me, what are the transactions I'm going to do? I've got some carry through because I have contracts from last year. Here's the new ones I'm going to get. Expenses, on the other hand, there's a combination of, I look at what has happened. Expenses are the things that tend to be very pattern oriented. I've already signed up for, you know, website hosting and these subscriptions and a membership in these programs. I like to evaluate what you have. Literally list out, go using any type of account and say, don't send me just the summary. I literally want the line item detail probably by vendor. That's going to allow me to go, whoa, I spent $4,000 there. I didn't think I was going to spend $4,000 there. And then you figure out, do you want to do that this year? Or do you want to make that a thousand? You figure out things that you're like, I, when's the last time I used that service? Gone. And then you start looking based on your tactics. Oh, I said I was going to outsource to this person, outsource to my bookkeeping. I need to add that money into my budget. And so revenue I build from the ground up because I got to have a plan of all the things I'm going to hunt and capture. I got, sorry, I've got to be prepared. See, I caught myself there. I got to be prepared for all the things I got to hunt and capture. And we're, we're using our best guesses because revenue is generally unpredictable. Expenses tend to be more predictable. That's where I want to figure out what's going to continue, what needs to be stripped out, what am I going to add? Those are the two ways when you're done at a final number. And if you don't like your final number, that's when you got to get with a business coach and say, is there a different way I need to look at this, different way to understand this and structure? If you're thinking about 2024 and you want to make sure it is as successful as possible, we learned about Vigos today and hopefully that helps you. Brent Helfwassen, Milwaukee Small Business Coach, thank you for coming on the Pat Miller Show and teaching. I really appreciate it. It's, it's my honor to be here in any way I can continue to serve the community. Just let me know. America's Small Business Conversation continues next on The Pat Miller Show. Are you a woman who needs to protect and grow your business? Or do you have a secret dream to start one? I bet you do. If you don't have a lawyer on your side, you may be putting your family and personal assets at risk. I know, I know. You might be avoiding lawyers because they seem overwhelming or intimidating. That's why you have to meet the team at Athena Legal Solutions, LLC.com. This all-woman team of talented lawyers are the most approachable, knowledgeable, and friendly team you'll ever meet. They exist solely to support women business owners who often go without the legal support they truly need. In 2023, they want to help 223 women create a solid legal foundation for their business. The first 100 women who mention this ad will receive over $100 off of their LLC starter package. Visit Athena Legal Solutions LLC.com. Now, America's Small Business Conversation continues on The Pat Miller Show. Welcome back to The Pat Miller Show, America's Small Business Conversation. I'm your host, Pat Miller, founder of the Idea Collective Small Business Community. I want to take a minute and reflect on what small business means to you and to the U.S. economy. You hear me say it all the time. I'm so frustrated that no one seemingly cares about small business, yet small business is so critical for the success of the U.S. economy. So I thought we'd put some numbers to it. And you know what? I thought we would celebrate ourselves for a minute. Small business could be defined a bunch of different ways, but we'll start here. It's maybe independently owned, just a few employees, not as much revenue as the bigger companies, 
I'm not going to put a dollar amount on it, but we know what we're talking about when we talk about small business. And when we think about how many of them there are in the United States, it's easy to forget just how many of us there are. In the U.S., there are over 30 million small businesses. That's 99.9% of all the businesses in the United States are considered small. So let's just stop there for a second. This is a sector that almost every business in the U.S. falls into, yet you never hear about it. You never hear about it. Oh, we talk with one another, but the culture doesn't really seem to care, and the news certainly doesn't care. This is the silent, vast majority of entrepreneurialism in the entire country. And as far as job creation is concerned, 64% of all jobs are made each year by small businesses. That's over a million and a half jobs. Without small businesses, the United States economy does not function. It just doesn't. There's way too many of us. So what does this mean? This means that we're doing something really important, but I want to go one click deeper. Yeah, there's a lot of us. And yeah, we're making all of that job creation. But for a moment, can I just celebrate you? You're smart. You're talented. You've done a bunch of stuff in your life, I bet. And you could do almost any job corporate wants to throw at you. But what did you do? You had an idea. And you had a dream. And you decided to chase it. And now you're on the path to making that dream come true. Maybe you've grown to the point where you have a few employees. Maybe you're over a million dollars in revenue. Maybe you're starting to turn a profit and make more money than you ever thought you could. That's winning. That's making something real. And you know what? That deserves to be honored. The powerhouses of the U.S. economy, I've seen that written someplace, and that is what small businesses are, but think about what it means for you and your family. When you get a small business to work, it changes your life. It changes your family's life. And maybe it's the way I look at it, but it certainly gives me a lot of purpose. I remember working for corporate. And I loved the people that I worked with, and I liked the industry that I was in. But man, I didn't like being told what to do every day. And I certainly didn't like the idea that I was not going to have something I could give to my children when I kick. <laughs> I want to build a business. I want to build a legacy. Isn't that what you want to do too? If you just wanted a paycheck, we could certainly go work for someone else and reduce a lot of our stress. Isn't that the case? So small business has a lot to do with the success of the U.S. economy, but it also has a lot to do with your personal success, the way that you define yourself, the way that we're pursuing our dream. And when you feel like things aren't working and when you feel frustrated and when you feel defeated, in other words, Tuesday, because <laughs> that's how it goes when you're a small business owner, I just want you to know that this show and the people that listen to this show and the people inside the Idea Collective small business community, we got your back because what we're doing is way too important 
way too important to the economy and to ourselves to let you down. It's a big deal. Speaking of the community for a second, we're just now releasing something new that I'm pretty excited about. To make 2024 a success, we got to do a little bit of planning. So do you know what 24 looks like for you and your business? Are you ready to go out there and set a record year? Eh, I haven't done all of my planning yet. Maybe you haven't either. So the Idea Collective Small Business Community, we're putting together a 2024 planning guide. And then we're doing a 2024 planning event on Monday, December 18th. The planning guide is made up of all the subject matter experts inside the Idea Collective, and that's a lot. If you go to smallbusinesscommunity.com, you can download this planning guide. And inside the planning guide are resource sheets, uh, planning information, so you can like answer a bunch of questions to take the temperature on this particular section of your business. It's designed to get you thinking and analyzing and dreaming. So that way you can think about where 2024 needs to go. That's the strength of the Idea Collective. We've got a person in like every different sector, and they're all ready to give and help you grow. This resource guide is totally free. Just go to smallbusinesscommunity.com, and you can download the resource sheet. It's that simple. And then on Monday, December 18th, you can join us for Brent Helfwassen, who you heard on this show last segment. He's going to lead a planning event for everyone in the community. So if you know that 2024 has to be a winner and you know that you want to do better next year than you did this year, I got all the resources. They're right here. Look, I'm making a a broad gesture in your direction. They're right here, right here. Go to smallbusinesscommunity.com. That's smallbusinesscommunity.com. And you can download the resource guide and you can register for the planning event happening on Monday, December 18th with myself and Brent Helflawson. Now, these kinds of things, the the resource guide and the planning event and the the conference that I talked about earlier on this show, all of this is what we're doing inside the Idea Collective. And it's happening in your town because it's 100% digital. In fact, if this sounds good, I'm offering you a two-week free trial challenge, smallbusinesscommunity.com to take it and see if this is what you think it is. Out of time for this week's episode, get daydreaming for 2024 and get ready to make it the best year yet. We'll talk to you right here next week. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to The Pat Miller Show. See patmillershow.com for more information on today's guests, events, and the Idea Collective small business community. A worldwide group working together to fight fear, inexperience, and isolation for small business owners everywhere. Join us next week for The Pat Miller Show. And remember, get clear, work hard, and never quit. Guests on the Pat Miller Show have agreed prior to appearing that they are receiving consultation and advice that they may or may not use at their own risk. No part of the show should replace accounting, tax, or legal advice.